2: Hi everyone uh, and welcome to the first episode of The Good, The Dad and The Ugly. Uh, My name's Seth. (laughs) The basic premise is to bring you a fairly regular series on being a dad and more specifically on becoming a dad for the first time which at the time of recording is about to happen to me. We're about one week off our due date currently so as we record I've got Tom, the series producer, keeping an eye on my phone uh, in case of emergency. Nothing yet I assume Tom. Tom shaking his head. He's not mic'd up, but um, I think it's fair to say he's the brains behind the podcast. Uh, I should say Tom is a dad already, uh, but he's got another one brewing. Also here in the studio is uh, is Jamie, who is mic'd up. Hello. Um, <laughs> I was going to. Yeah. Whether or not that's a good idea, we're, we're about to find out. Uh, but hi, Jamie. Hello. The idea is is that I'm having a baby. Very very. Well, shortly. you're not having a baby. I'm not having a baby, no. And also, Jamie is having a baby. Again, he's not actually the one having the baby. No, my girlfriend Nat's having a baby. Um, yeah. And my girlfriend is uh, is Alice, just to sort of, um, you know, add to the name confusion that uh, you're undoubtedly experienced during this. Anyway, so the idea with this is that for each episode, Jamie and I are going to be with one other person, a guest, and we'll talk about stuff to do with being a dad or just a parent generally.
3: Also, I think it's like women kind of, their connection with it is a lot is a lot more intense because they've, you know, they're carrying the baby. So they're they're always aware that they're going to be a mum because it's there with them every day. You know, their body's changing massively. Their hormones are playing up. They're having all these feelings. And Nat's only 15 weeks pregnant. And so she's not showing at all. Although, you know, she's saying that she's, you know, going through a lot of like feeling tired, headaches, all these different feelings that she's having. But I don't see any of that. So I'm just a bit like still, I'm bit yeah yeah yeah. okay well you're pregnant and it hasn't i don't know if it's really hit me and i haven't and i think that's going to continue and it's, you know it's not as a obvious kind of change for guys so so i think our relationship with pregnancy is obviously very very different to women what is the thing
2: that that what is the most sort of mysterious thing to you that you're most sort of terrified about is there anything like that um i at this stage i guess it's quite early but because one of the things right so one of the things Mm. that i found terrifying was going for the baby scans,
3: right? Yeah, have you? Uh, yeah, have, well, you've
2: done at least one of those now. We've
3: done the twelve week, and that was scary because we went along, and um, and the first thing she said to us was, "Oh, you're actually only ten weeks, so we can't do a proper scan, and we can't give you the proper test." And you know, I'd psyched myself up for yeah. this being like the day that you learn everything, and and you know how you have those moments in the uh, you see in the films where they kind of go, "And here's your baby," and you look, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, this couldn't have been more opposite to that. Like, literally, she just kind of went, yeah, 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 and uh, and you're ten weeks, and we can't really measure anything, and and that had to say, what, but is everything okay? Like, and she went, oh yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Look, there's your baby. There's the heartbeat and everything. So okay, okay, see you later. And we were like, oh right, oh that that was it.
2: Yeah, I I, th- I found that. I mean, I just. Like did they did so did you go back two weeks later? Yeah, we went back two weeks later and it was a bit better because she kind of because A, the 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 image is
3: like the, the amount it grows in two weeks. It went from like looking like a bean kind of shape that you kinda of go, Oh yeah, that does kinda of look like a baby Yeah to kinda of going, Oh my this has got legs. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. and, and, and a head and you can see the features, everything like yeah. amazing. And that was a bit more like a oh, kind of moment, but still it was felt a bit like, Oh, is oh, that's it. Okay, yeah. and both Nat and I felt a bit, apart from on the bus home, Nat was looking at the picture that she gave us, and we both kind of looked at it, I looked at her, and she just burst out crying. <laughs> the the thing I'm feeling the most, I guess the change in mine and Nat's relationship, to a certain extent, is something yeah. that at the moment is playing on my mind, that I'm thinking, we're quite, you know, we're, we're you know, too you know, we're we're childless, we live in London, we leave the house when we want to leave the house, we yeah, get yeah, up, yeah, we go, course. you know. And I just I'm I'm you know, I'm positive it'll be fine, but I'm I'm Well
2: the, I mean the good thing that that we you have mm. and that I have too is that at the moment I think that's the reason why I'm not that scared because I've got friends, quite a few friends already, mm. who have yeah. taken that leap before me. Yeah, so, pretty much we're the last we're the last. the we're last the of our friendship
3: group. Yeah. yeah. like like uh, someone that you're going to be hearing a lot of is Bad Dad. He's uh, he's now got two kids, and um, you'll you'll find out why he's called Bad Dad uh, later on. But he yes, and he was the first of us to have kids, and um, and then yeah, everyone just seemed to follow suit. So it kind of seem like the thing to do. No, but the other thing I'm I'm kind of I don't know I mean I'm, I'm sure you have had this is is the kind of the minefield of of conversation topics that you have to step around with Alice. And that I've had to do already with Nat is like... You, like what I'm like talking about like, for instance, like her weight, for instance. Oh, like I don't right, think yeah. she's put on weight right now. And yeah, and yeah, just as yeah. an example, the other day, Nat turned to me and she said, God, I'm really, I'm really fat. I'm really fat. And I went, well, you know, babe, it's because it's cause you're pregnant. You know, you're, you're going to put on weight. And she yeah. went, no, it's not because I'm pregnant. It's because... I I'm I've just I've just haven't done any exercise and I've been eating loads and I'm just fat and that's why and, <laughs> and I was like right okay, okay cool well you know all right and then I didn't say anything else and then about 2 minutes later she couldn't get into her jeans and she went oh, it's ridiculous fucking I, I can't I can't get into these jeans like what the fuck am I supposed to do this is ridiculous I went and I said well I mean maybe start doing some more exercise. like oh. that Because she had just said that it wasn't because. It, yeah. And she turned to me, this is two minutes she after. Was, she, she was saying, setting you up for that, mate. Two minutes later, this is two minutes after she said it the first time. As I said, do some more exercise. She turned to me and went, it's not because I'm fat, it's because I'm fucking pregnant and stormed out. And I was like, you just said, but you, I, oh. I can't fucking win. And so now I'm thinking, there's, I. Just, just don't say thing. Just don't say anything. Yeah, just That's keep your there. yeah. Okay,
2: see there, there we go. We've already learned something. Yeah. Just say nothing. I mean I got myself in a bit of trouble and it wasn't even to do with Alice it was to do with another friend of ours who's who's pregnant um and I had just sort of noticed uh, so this other person is is uh, also pregnant as I said but um much less pregnant than Alice is and I had noticed that she was seemed more pregnant <laughs> wicked but not, not. I mean, she's not because she's not like a fat person or anything. Yeah, yeah. She's not like it wasn't. It was simply like the bump was bigger, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it just occurred to me. And yeah. so I was. I said, although she didn't hear me, I said, "Oh wow, that's amazing! Like you, you actually look more pregnant than Alice does." And I, I got a, Alice heard me and gave me a slap Mate. and said, "Women don't like no. people commenting." But then loads of people recently have been commenting on alice being like not that big whatever right and she hasn't like hit back on yeah, any of them or complaining. they to said me.
3: she's not that big
2: but if you've gone oh alice you look fucking no massive. she said that she, she her point was no one likes that they don't even like it if if you if you say that they're a bit small e- because it's like what implies something like the baby yeah. is small or something yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. fucking hell and so yeah that the lesson here is definitely don't say anything that basically sets the tone, I think, yeah, doesn't I think it? I mean, got... you know what we're hopefully what we're kind of trying to do. And now that I've got the basics out of the way, let me introduce our guest for this pilot episode. Who,
0: who, who is your daddy, and what does he do?
2: We have Ben Ochran here. Ben is a is a writer, director, playwright, uh, dad, and all round great guy. Although that <laughs> assessment is based mainly on what I've heard from others because we've actually never met uh, before today. So, uh, Ben um welcome thank you um so you're a dad i am how old uh, is your child he is uh
4: now coming up to 19 months actually
2: one of the questions i was going to ask you uh first off is was it planned
4: it sort of wasn't it wasn't it wasn't something that we were being rigorous about it's we hadn't I, i know friends who've immediately on deciding they wanted to become parents were getting ovulation test kits and were being very precise about it and very thorough with it. We had discussed it and, and had decided that it was something we knew we wanted to do at some point. Yeah. And then kind of uh, just, I, there was, I guess there was a night that was a bit of a turning point. I think we frankly got a bit pissed and uh, came home. <laughs> and, uh, and, and consciously decided to stop using protection. Right. Um, and just see what would happen. Um, I think the following morning we panicked about that decision we'd made the night before and got the morning-after pull and, and chose not to use it because. So you actually paid twenty-five pounds or whatever it costs for the is that yeah. something like that? <laughs> yeah, I don't actually. I've never actually bought one myself, but yeah, I guess so. I think she went out and got one, and uh, only once. We were then in a position to sort of make a a sober decision about it. Did we really interrogate it properly and decided we wanted to actually uh, leave it in the fate of the biology gods? Right. So what? what So you
3: you decided that night, drunk, that you would that you should go for it. It wasn't like yeah. Okay, right.
4: In a moment of passion, yeah. We decided we just definitely wanted to have a child together. Okay. And that it would be a shame to um to to. To sort of go on resisting that instinct just for the right. sake of fear which mm. would probably never go away anyway yeah um and then more soberly the next day really interrogated it properly and decided just to sort of see what would happen we weren't really being met- particularly methodical about it we just kept on having unprotected sex and then i think about four or five months later we found out we were pregnant mm. you i think you, you've got a similar sort of Tail. Yeah, tell that's, about that.
3: that's kind of that's kind of where it happened with us without the planning yeah, part of right. it um right. in terms of we kind of decided right okay we'd we've been together for a, a few years and we're like right okay i guess th- this is what we want to do but we didn't neither of us really wanted to kind of go okay well let's do that then we just kind of thought, okay well let's just kind of you know be a bit careless as it were, and then never kind of had the planning of the months, kind of going, you know, okay, well this this time of the month or whatever, anything like that. And then as you said, it was like, it was, yeah. It, it... So
4: careless in as much as you just decided to stop using protection. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just- it's not uh, careless, that's, that's just, that is that's that is just a decision that you made.
3: I guess so. I just don't put it to myself yeah. like that. Well, this is it. This I don't like taking responsibility this... no, for my quite. actions. No, quite, and I think that's, the that's the really
4: interesting because also the way that we then look back on it, we have very different stories about like how long it took and, you know- the journey that we went on from that night Mm. to having a child. And I I looked back on it, I think in that same kind of way as being like, ah, then we just, you know, and then a few weeks later it happens. And, and she started to be a bit more rigorous with acknowledging how long it was taking and Mm. with the way she started to process that, that length of time. I think I did that actually. I think
3: I was the one who was kind of going uh, at every, at the end of every month, just kind of going when, when it was clear that, you know, my girlfriend wasn't pregnant. I was always the one at the end kind of going, at first, being like, oh, okay, cool. Thank God. Nothing. <laughs> and then I kind of got to the stage where I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's a bit. Oh, okay. Never mind. And then I got to the stage of like, well, what the fuck is, what's it's wrong what's with wrong. me? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or, you know, is there something wrong? And then I thought, no. And then I was kind of going to go, no, because we're not actually trying. We're just being careless. You know, that yeah. was the, kind of the way I kind of. did. You,
2: did You you do Did you go down the road of like thinking about fertility tests or anything like that?
3: No, I don't think I was at that stage. I think it was like because it was about five months similar to you i think it was mm. about five months so i didn't really think of it because again we weren't trying right. we were just kind of mm. being you know having you know, and whatever. it's entirely
4: possible you just hadn't had sex during those exactly. three four days of the month exactly. when it's it's like peak exactly like yeah yeah but then when we did <laughs> just to be, <laughs> it happened to be the time when we agreed
3: we shouldn't probably do that because nat had recently taken voluntary redundancy and so decided to not to have a job for a while. Mm. So we're like, well maybe we should stop doing that. We're like, okay, yeah, let's stop doing that. And then like you we got a bit drunk one night and and um and forgot about that. And uh and then but I think I still kinda of went, well, you know, uh whatever happens it happens. Yeah. And then uh and then yeah, it happened. Yeah. It just, when you least you know, it when I least it. expected it. Like, I, I think also
4: I'd like to qualify that putting it down to a sort of a drunken moment makes it sound like it was a moment of irresponsibility. And I think what it was, what that did was just sort of liberate us from mm. our fears yeah. sufficiently just to sort of go for it. It wasn't like it was, uh, we, you know, idiot, idiot drunks, it, although we were, we were probably that as well. <laughs> but, it, you know, that w- that's not the reason, you know. It, yeah. The reason was just that we felt, uh, uh, you know, a, a sufficient abandon to, like, go for it. And I think that's the thing, every, a lot of mates I've spoken to have sort of found, like, ah, they just don't know how you, how do you just find the courage just to do it and go for it? And like, when are you, when do you know you're ready? I suppose is like the, the sort of, the the phrase that gets banded about. And I don't, uh, and I, I started to realize that I didn't feel especially ready at that moment in time in, in many ways, not in terms of like my, not career wise, not domestically, like, you know, not even in many, in many ways in terms of like my sort of emotional sort of where I was at, at that point, um, I think I just realised that I probably would never be, and yeah. so I might as well get on with it. If I, I knew it's funny, that it was the right time with the right person, in, in many other ways, yeah.
2: I sp- just because listening to you, I think that just describes how a lot of people, but maybe particularly guys, find themselves in this situation. But it, it, weirdly, I, I don't know whether this makes me a kind of freak or anything, but it was it was quite different for I. I my girlfriend Alice is, um, she's thirty two now. She started feeling like she wanted to have kids when she turned around 30. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, a couple of years where we were kind of talking about it. And her sister, who's a little bit older, had um, her first child when she was just, just turned 30. So, she, yeah, she got got to the age of about sort of 30, 31, 32 and was just like, yeah, I think I'm kind of, I kind of want to do this. And I I was just like, yeah, let's just do it. Like I, I didn't feel like unprepared or like it was a weird, or like I was jumping into it. Bizarrely, I don't know why, but I, I feel yeah. like maybe this is all going to hit me at some point. <laughs> like probably the day when the baby arrives, so I'm going to be like, what the hell have I done? But uh, yeah, I, I don't no, know You'll why. be far too tired that day too
4: <laughs> yeah 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 Do you think like know? to previous generations, like, I mean, I guess comparatively, we're probably coming at this quite late for us to, to be in our mid thirties, you know, being amazed by you know first, the first time having a child I mean. but there is a sort of a certain I don't know if it's an immaturity exactly but it's just like we're coming to this later and it's, it's kind of interesting now I think like our generation find this, possibly find this even harder yeah. than it has been in the past and making a bit more of a meal out of it because I don't know I think we expect to have for, th- for things to th- for there'd be so many options for us and yeah. for everything to still be in front of us and available to us I don't think there's ever been like an assumption or an expectation that we settle down and follow this conventional path and Mm. It, it yeah th- that throws a different sort of complication at, at making that decision and going for it i think i think i mean it's certainly
2: you know it's people obviously you know, everyone is well documented people are having children in, in sort of western world later and later and i mean i know living in london one of the main reasons for most people doing that is just because of the sheer cost of living in london like you mm. feel like you need to establish yourself in a career and stuff and actually earn a certain amount of money before you could even dream about having a kid and bringing them up in London Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Ben you actually on that topic you've you've actually written a a play on the whole
4: you know idea of of rearing children yeah it was well it was a play called breeders that was on at St James's theatre about two years ago and it was actually during that play that we got pregnant and my my Girlfriend was actually in that. She's an actor and she was in the play as well at the same time. So it was uh, it was a sort of a, f- a funny happenstance thing. But it was a play. The play was about um, the journey that a lesbian couple go on uh, trying to conceive. Right. Um, so it was specifically sort of covered that time frame of them deciding to go for it and, and the, the journey that they have to go on in order to sort of make that happen, which is obviously a very particular um, challenge um, that a lesbian couple would face. Uh, unlike um, a straight couple um, just purely biological reasons obviously but uh so yeah so we we'd sort of looked into a lot of this sort of stuff at, at the time as right, well yeah. and thought a bit about this and why people want to have children so do you think that that sort of prepared you in some way emotionally for yeah maybe i think throughout like the writing it and rehearsing it though i was in complete denial about all that and it's like oh no it's not something we're doing yet we're ready for so i don't know only you lesbians know. do this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, yeah, real <laughs> displacement sort of tactics yeah. but um but yeah, it's something that fascinates me, yeah. It's incredible that it's something that we all feel so... Well, not we don't all, that's completely presumptuous, but that so many people feel compelled to do yeah. and want to do. And it's actually, yeah, what the sort of
2: biological imperative or whatever it is. Mm. Um, my sister, well, this is, ag- again, straying slightly off topic, but my sister is actually bucks that, that trend. Um, yeah. She's
4: just outright said, I'm never going to have children, which right. is quite weird, I think. Well, that's, yeah. the, most, that's the most logical and, and appropriate perspective probably i think you know in a in a in a world which is becoming overpopulated and where there aren't enough natural resources to support the burgeoning you know population it, it's really selfish to have children uh, you know isn't it so it's funny it, that, it, yeah is um, it? do you think yeah children are an enormous strain on the environment yeah. um on the economy, on the NHS, you know, I mean, there's, it's not on my pocket. Yeah, but someone's, we but need that's, some, that's we need quite, some too. Well, yeah, obviously, we, we don't want to end, end so humanity. So who should not, but, how do we decide who should not well, have I mean, kids China, and who should not China, China, you know, China made a decision yeah. about that and yeah, decided point, to yeah. take measures to, yeah. to, you know, but selfishly, I wanted to have my own child first and, and that is, I sort of realised it, was, it was, was quite a selfish thing because I, mm. I kind of want to sh- create a little me that I, sh- that's a part of me and part of my partner that we can sort of share and, and love that, that we feel is us and that's that's a selfish motive really mm. but I've, I've come to terms with that selfishness
3: <laughs> <laughs> nat, nat broke it to me in a kind of a way where she went i was i was i was painting the windows and she said and that's not a euphemism i was painting the windows right. and she said to me <laughs> and she said oh you gotta come look at something and i went inside and she showed me and um
4: did you know that she'd just done a pregnancy test yeah because
3: i went and bought it the morning right. that morning just didn't i just went oh there you go i yeah, bought it and thought i'll do it in the week or something and she came out and and showed it to me and i was i said and at first i was like yeah but um yeah but that can mean anything right i mean that can mean anything. That, i mean do another one in like a few days and then we'll just see what happens <laughs> and then that had to stop me and go no no, no 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 okay okay you've said let's see what happens quite a few times in the space of about an hour um i'm, I'm pregnant right now and that was mm. kind of <clears throat> the moment where I just went, oh shit. But in a good way, you know, kind of,
2: you know, but, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Ben, how do you think, uh, knowing
4: that you're going to become a father has changed you or changed you? I went away with a mate to Central America and had quite a hairy experience, sort of near death experience. And knowing that I was having a child, we sort of did like ramp up what happened? my sense of <laughs> self-responsibility <laughs> We were in Belize and we went to a little island called Key Corker, and we went out to a right. little reef on like a tourist boat. It was about, This reef is about three miles off the island. And it, the little the, the, uh, the guy who was sort of our captain threw the anchor overboard and then got in with us to show us around the reef. And we were all swimming for about 20 minutes and looked up and the boat had gone and he'd forgotten to tie the anchor to the <gasps> boat. Oh, what the... So we swam back and the anchor was there, but the boat was very, very far off on the horizon and uh, and we then discovered was he drunk he wasn't but he was an illegal tour operator we then found out he'd taken us to the most isolated spot on the reef because it was in a place he wouldn't get busted for not having oh, a, a license to, to be a tour guide and so there were definitely what no one gangster. coming to find us no like backup plan no one knew so you didn't find him on tripadvisor <laughs> well we then one star yeah, but when when i was swimming those 3 miles uh, well, across, actually across shark infested kind of waters. serious yeah Hell. <laughs> we, there was there was a really self preservationist like impulse kicked in where I was like, I'm gonna become a dad. I can't be that guy who like went off while his while his mistress was pregnant and died in you know in Central America doing something stupid. So I was like, I what a hero to, though if you had to like, have to do this. So I, I, very, I knew I had like a real like self, like survival instinct kicked in, which I, I hope I would have hoped would have been there to some extent previously, but this time I was really like, no no no, this is about more than me. I have to I have, you know this has to be Fuck. all right. So those sorts of things did start to change. It did just start to feel a bit more like my life was no longer just about me. It was that like, I had a responsibility to something bigger than myself that I had to like be all right for. And that sort of yeah. thing starts kicking. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support.
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: One of the things that I was going to ask about as well, actually, is the whole discussion of whether, whether or not you should find out the sex. Mm. Is that something that you debated
4: or did you, were you just... No, we both definitely wanted to find out and we did and we just found out. I'm not sure. I just think we felt like it was hard enough choosing a name if, like, the, to half the number of names we had to think about. Yeah. It just felt like a, a beneficial thing to, to do. So we did that. And I just kind of felt like, yeah, if, the, if this sort of science is there just to like, help, to give us info, like, to take it. Yeah, um, felt like there was going to be enough surprises on the day oh, without needing like that. Agree more. Much more to do with it, but um, but I, I get why some people don't want, don't want to do that. But yeah, for us there was no, it was not really discussion. We, were, we knew what we wanted to find out. And
2: yeah, we were very much the same with that. But what, you, you're not at the position. No, like, I'm, I'm. We've
3: well, I've kind of yeah. We, we're not finding out. I don't think just because. Nat one kind of would have, if it was down to her, and like just you know, she would have said, "Yeah, I'll find out." Not like with any massive amount of conviction, but whereas I'm quite, I don't want to know. So that's kind of, that's gone kind of well.
2: But why? why what, what's your thought process?
3: Um, I just think it's quite. I just feel like it's it's like opening all your presents at once. I kind of want to keep one little <laughs> right, present yeah. under the tree. Do you know what I mean?
2: Like yeah. just kind that's of have a really like, very,
4: that's a really rose <laughs> like yeah. expectation for what that day's yeah. going to
2: be like. <laughs> So, Ben, are you married? I am now. You are now, okay, yeah. but you weren't at the time. No. Well, I've just got a question about
1: mm.
4: surnames mm. and how that decision is made. Yeah, w- he's taken my surname, and we just weren't really into double-barrel names, and it had to, so it had to be one or the other. Yeah. And she didn't mind it, it being mine, and it weirdly was something that I sort of wanted. Maybe that's not weird. It probably makes sense to a lot of people. But oh, I just, yeah. I try to resist those sorts of patriarchal sort of normative yeah. uh, assumptions. But it, it was, I don't know why, maybe it's because my dad was an only child. He said so there were no other, I don't have any other uncles with my surname that were carrying it down. I've only got a sister. It kind of was, if if we hadn't, then the name would have gone away. And I, and I just didn't really want that to happen. But that's another, I, it's interesting, like, the amount of sort of s- s- soft sexism that sort of comes out during par- during parenthood that like friends, many male friends who absolutely assume the kid's gonna have the dad's surname. Like, what, Why would that you know get quite yeah. passionately angry if that wouldn't be the case? Like, what? Would, what are you talking about? Like, do you know people who actually got angry about it? I know people who would. I think I have friends who were like. Like, uh, of course, he's going to have my surname. What are you talking about? And would get quite defensive if that became a quite question. And uh, yeah. which yet. is a weird, no, but there, <laughs> no, and, there's, okay. and this is true. And I thought a good talk, one I, to get rid of. We could fair. talk for ages about it's this because yeah. I, I think like, and and then this sort of stuff comes up quite a lot. those assumptions about who's responsible for it, who's going to plan childcare, who's going to go back to work, who you know, who's going to change. Then nap- that, like, there's a lot of like slightly covert sexism that just gets in there somehow mm. because it's not challenged and yeah. um, it's, quite an in- it's, it's a really interesting one that you could talk at length about So you're definitely in on the NCT You've been I think convinced- so but I think I might only do like one of
3: those crash courses
2: What, what is that? <laughs> oh what you mean like doing it for like a whole weekend well, I think so Maybe Just one weekend just do it get it all Yeah but do you
3: know what we found out we found out like, we thought it was free Oh right no no it's like a few hundred quid
2: yeah i mean if it was free it would be a no brainer right someone's going to give eh, you some, like, information it's a lot of time it is a mm, lot of time to
4: spend in a room having a, a sort of a group of people who who've going through it all at exactly the same time who've, who've may have experienced mm. bad things or good things that become like a sounding board or, or like a i don't know like a re, a resource basically of, of of experience which is um which can be quite
2: helpful part of the reason obviously that i guess people we have this now this whole kind of thing is because of the um, sort of slow deterioration of the whole kind of mm. family and
4: community. Ca- mm. Yeah. And you know, there was to it took a phrase it takes a village to raise a child. I mean, yep. no, most people, well, we're not living in a village in London and like. Come to Holloway, mate. Very villagey vibe. Very villagey vibe. Yeah. But it's true, you know. You, it's again, this is like quite a modern thing that you're expected to just like be alone in your house and doing a great job of raising this kid, just yeah. you, just the two of you. Maybe like you know, how many of us live very near our parents now? Like you know, once upon a time you'd have been able to depend on them being around all the time to help you out, and it can be it can be really isolating mm. now. Yeah. Even if you have friends around you, chances are you can't depend on your friends just to pop over and look after the baby, or which you can't expect of your NTC group either. But like to have people who are really genuinely interested because they're going through something similar yeah. at that moment and aren't actually just at work with sort of their own understandable like concerns and priorities. Yeah, but, yeah that's a good point. Alright yeah. oh, i do it. I'm sold. You're in you, you, you might know. learn some stuff as well. You oh
2: know? I'm sure one of the main points of this podcast, I suppose, this this series is for me to kind of learn about the things that I need to learn about. One of them you know is is to do with you know the things that I should be doing and as an example the perineum massage mm. um which if if those people who are listening may not have heard of this i have no idea you don't know what it is nope um
4: ben do you want to describe what it is uh, so do you know do you know what the perineum is i think so it's the bit between yes. the genitals and the anus yep uh the gooch as we call it a uni mm the gooch so yeah, carry on. They should just change it to the Gucci. So. so obviously tearing, like vag- vaginal tearing is a thing that yep. happens can happen during childbirth. Yeah, yep. And uh that's the bit that as I understand it that can tear. Uh so perineum massage is massaging the perineum, which you you can get like oils to do and what it involves is for about fifteen minutes Is it f- that no. Hang on a minute. <laughs> five minutes. Yeah.
0: Five it's minutes. A I, well, shock in well, your
4: face. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I've been doing it. Because obviously you've
2: you've you did it. I have done it. I have done it. Yeah. So I I've been doing it. Five, um, ha- five minutes. N- no, One minute. Four minutes. You get tired. My fingers get very tired. <laughs> and I, I appreciate that that sounds very very pathetic, but I do my actually have, have I do actually fingers. have like kind of a mild, mild sort of arthritis <laughs> in my hands. <laughs> Jamie's laughing. It's actually true. Um, so, like four minutes is actually finer. I found that's what fine. I, four minutes. Now how I did do you it?
4: learn to do it? Oh, you poor thing! Oh, re- did you watch they, a video? They, I think I watched did YouTube you watch video. a YouTube video. I should have watched a
2: yeah. video because I just read the the sort of paper instructions that, that they gave That's me. on
4: YouTube. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. There's a, I think it's a YouTube thing. I think that's where I watched it. Shit, and um, I think be so, bad. You, but you, you, and but you don't, you don't just like massage that bit mm. on the surface. You, you act. You have to obviously massage from the vagina down towards that bit and then you're right. you're effectively just limbering it up really and you're getting mm. it used to, you're making it supple really mm. and making it used to uh, the stretching that will be involved and the the theory is that that then um, mitigates what can help um, you know, yeah, prepare it uh, and and hopefully help stop tearing Wowza. so is it something is that, that you NCT?
3: think NCT mm. well
2: they, de- they it's definitely brought up in yeah. NCT classes is that
3: something I, do? I don't know I haven't even committed to taking the desk out of the front room to make way for the baby yet, I found, so. I found it, it's quite fun. Yeah, I'm
4: sure. I mean, it's, it sounds uh, like... See, Seth, and then convinced about it. No, I, 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 I... Well, 15
2: minutes I, over as, here. Yes. It's <laughs> But
4: maybe I've been... Do, maybe was, I was um, supposed to be doing it. It took me minutes. back to teenage fingering. Yeah. And, and was a real education in, in how wrong that was.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> as I said before, the
2: due date is only about a week away from now. So... Inevitably, there's kind of lots of thought about the actual birth and preparing for that. So making sure we've got everything, Mm. which includes putting together a hospital bag. Yeah. Um, Which I've been quite... I mean, we've got most of the stuff, I think, for the hospital bag, I think. Um,
4: Cocky. One thing that we were advised to bring and prove vital is like one of those little sort of sealed plastic cup or like bottle things with a straw. Right, yeah. Because... She's going to be assuming all kinds of positions, and it's going to take a very long time. She's going to get very de- dehydrated. She's going to need a lot oh. of hydration. She's going to need a lot of water. But in hospital, or well, they're really going to give you those little plastic cups or little paper cups that don't hold much water, and in all these weird positions, aren't going to be very like usable. Good especially one. if you are, I don't know if you're doing a pool birth, but if you're in a pool, even harder there, right you're have to be, yeah. she's going to be gripping onto everything. She can't hold it herself. You can't be feeding her water from a little cup. But what you can be doing is holding a big plastic sealed cup thing that she, with a straw attached to it that won't come out and get crumpled that she can be supping on. Because we did it in the pool, so she was in the pool and, and she was holding it in the pool and it was fine. She'd keep using it and it wasn't getting spilled That's everywhere. That's a good one. Right that good down one.
2: Use that one. I, I, it, it's on my list. Actually, yeah. Though, That's on your list already? Well, no. It's on my list now.
4: Put it on. <laughs> what was on my list was straws. Yes. No, it needs to be a sealed... But
2: you're saying that an actual party, sealed yeah, hard like cup... Durable
4: straw. No spillage. No spillage. And she's going to be, I of, you know,
2: yeah. Because I've invested in the straws already. I feel committed to them. Even ben, though your face already there said
3: the things that you don't understand right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's true. You're giving me a good piece of advice here and I'm failing to sort of take it on board fully. So. I'd say that the um, little battery operated candles we we brought probably didn't come in that handy. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: why what, Why did that even Thinking In released? our
4: heads, we were going to create an ambiance in our... Birthing room so you, so
2: you were in a birthing room In the hospital
4: Yeah Fortunately And yeah. that
2: was always the plan Or were you planning like
4: we, 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 No we were hoping That was what happen, right, okay. And we managed to stick to it There was Which one hospital? available When we got there The Whittington It was brilliant ah, In Archway Is yeah. that where you're doing it? Yep. Where you do. Yeah it's, It yep. was That's brilliant where we're They were amazing The big nice were amazing We got the Whittington the, the room was perfect but yeah, so I think in our heads we were going to lay out these little candles and I was going to put on this pl- six-hour playlist of Six-hour,
3: that's optimistic.
4: It was, I know, oh, little did I, mean, I know. We got through hour, that about three 20 times. Um, so those things slightly didn't go, went by the wayside as, when the moment came. Was it quite an active birth?
2: What does that mean? Well, you know, because, so this is, I'm referring to my book again here, guys. <laughs> um, so the, the book, by the way, I should give it a shout out. It's called The Good Birth Companion, A Practical Guide to Having the Best Labour and Birth, which I think is quite a grand claim. Um, is it by? best by Nicole Croft, if you're interested. Um, but it's all about active birth. that That's supposed to be like, that's the new thing, right? Mm. So there was this whole, uh, there's this idea that the whole kind of um labor and birth oh yeah you don't lie on your back and all that yeah yeah. yeah so yeah. like histo- so you know I, i've it's stuck in our heads like if you think to you know tv shows and whatever films mm-hmm. there's this image of a woman on her back with yeah. her legs in stirrups all wrong all wrong mm-hmm. apparently
4: just one doctor said that's what you do and everyone was all right and did well, that. isn't it Doctors just because it's so convenient be worse. for the doctor yeah it's that's basically because right.
2: they don't
3: have to be
4: yeah we're squatting underneath is the best. yeah with it yes so them. yeah we did all that and when you got we found it in the birthing there was all these incredible uh sort of yeah well just bizarre looking pieces of equipment that you could use that actually took a bit of working out how to use them but it was like saddles and s- swings and so a bit like a sex dungeon i was gonna say I mean, yeah i've obviously i've not been to any sex dungeons ever but yes exactly like a sex dungeon <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um so we did all that yeah it happened in the pool in and out of the pool a bit. So the
2: baby actually arrived in the pool Mm. and did you do that thing where it kind of comes out and then just You can't touch it. You don't touch it. No, you can't. Just wait for it to Really?
4: No, yeah, because you don't want to shock it into taking a breath underwater so you have to leave it to come up on its own and it's obviously you can hold it it's been in fluid for the last Yeah, yeah, of course. Nine, ten months so in those yeah, so the baby's fine and then Somebody (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) it just occurred to me that I was at a Christmas party a while ago and
2: somebody asked me seriously they said how long is it that a baby can survive underwater after the birth and i was like well like until they kind of cut the umbilical cord obviously and they were convinced that like it was like four months after the baby had been <laughs> born that it, they could actually still survive underwater <laughs> uh, and i had to sort of sort of tell them
4: that wasn't. they've the been best. watching
3: the water babies <laughs> film uh, seen
4: it. well he, he said so he swam out and then pretty much to the length of the umbilical cord and and then went. There boom, were, yeah, back. she said there was a bit of a tug when he reached that point, and then he kind of reached the surface, and then they pulled him out. And then we did, yeah, all that talking of the active works. So you know, we we did delayed cord clamping as long as we could, but then she needed to get out of the pool, right? So then ultimately, there comes a point we have to just cut the cord, and then did skin to skin, so which was then with me because she was being some, you know, whatever, getting some stuff sorted out. Cool. So I took my top off and lay on the bed and he lay on me on my naked chest and, yeah, all that kind of stuff, which is quite beautiful. That is. And, and like, you know, just other world, you know, out of experience, really. So not something you Shit, can quite hit
3: prepare yourself for.
2: So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it now.
3: <laughs> well, now.
2: What? Well, what? yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. I, I was saying before, like, I can't... It's hard for me to... How do you know how you're going to feel about something that you have kind of no... Sort of like, how do I? How no do I No frame know? of reference. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
4: it's so, so, very, very hard help. to. It's almost impossible to sort of um, anticipate what that's going to feel like. I think. Yeah. Like I am kind of like, not worried, not
2: dreading is the wrong word, but sort of like, what am I actually? Although I feel generally, as I was saying, I feel generally kind of on top of things. I have this thing where it's like. I know that's going to go out of the window as soon as I get mm. the message, or what you know. Hopefully, I'm there with Alice at the time, but there's a chance I'm at work or something like that. Um, and I know it's just going to, yeah,
4: it's going to go crazy at that stage. That's the, that's the thing that's quite healthy actually to have that, to not be trying to plan too much, not to expect too much. As I was sort of saying earlier, I think it's about going with the flow a bit, because yeah. it's a chaotic moment, and you don't want to try and contain it within like some sort of framework you had planned, because it's not helpful yeah but you with. did you had like a, a kind of birth plan hmm. but it was just you know we hope that's how it was going to go but it could well have not ended up being possible than that we didn't want to be heartbroken about that you know we just wanted to be all right with whatever had to happen yeah so I think the more you invest in, in it going a specific kind of way the greater the risk that you're going to be disappointed and you don't want to throw disappointment into the mix because there's just too much else to be dealing with <laughs>
2: I want to say thank you very much to ben oh pleasure thanks um, for having me it good luck <laughs> thank you very much yeah <laughs> um this was as i said before the first time we met but hopefully not the last time absolutely but the next time we do meet things for me at least will be very different um, so, so uh because you will have a child
3: yeah if that wasn't obvious. it
2: <laughs> because i will be a dad a dad a dad a dad If anybody wants to send us their thoughts on the podcast or has any questions or anything like that and wants to give us great feedback, the uh, Twitter handle is at GoodDadUgly.